Ian Trottier here. We are at the Reawaken Tour in San Diego. San Marcos, I think, is the name of the town. And uh, I have with me author of a very interesting book. You know, folks, uh, if, you, if you haven't listened to Charlotte Eiserbit, Charlotte Eiserbit is a former advisor for the uh, Department of Education on Ronald Reagan. Uh, she's a former guest on this show. And uh, our education system in the United States has long been, uh, been tainted and infiltrated. Uh, we've got the view and opinion uh, by author Bruce Goodmanson uh, that, uh, that has brought to light a book called The 100% Success Without College. That's right, Ian, without college. I'm just trying to help parents understand that college is of no value to 85% of our nation's workforce. In fact, out of 100 students who go to college, 50 of them are going to drop out. And of the 50 who remain, 30 of them are going to end up in jobs they would have gotten straight out of high school. And even more, if you look at the typical university, uh, it offers roughly 85 65, matter of fact, Harvard University only offers 58 majors, 58 careers to choose from. But if you look into our, our, our wonderful blessings that are in this country, there are literally thousands upon thousands of career opportunities. And this is what this book is all about. It's saying, here's where to explore a career training opportunity outside of college. So I go into sales, uh, entrepreneurial, trade schools, apprenticeships, even corporations are starting their own mini-universities. Uh, there are community colleges that are working with Intel and Boeing, and they train these kids writing in uh, community colleges, and they go, go right on out, and they've got a job, because they've got the skill exactly what Boeing or Intel wants. So I'm saying, if you go to if you go to a college, you're probably going to come out with that without any marketable skills. And, and you're meaning university as well. Universities, college and universities. Uh, and you think about it. You know, the, about the only one that's out there is accounting and nursing. But all the rest is just basically when you're in your undergraduate program, it's a waste of time. We've got the average. We've got 44 million students who are in debt right now. They have an average debt of 37,000. And every one of them, they come out. I mean, I've interviewed a guy that has his PhD and he's working at Starbucks. Where's this, in Arizona? In Arizona, correct. He's got a PhD in what? PhD in, you know, I, I can't remember. But it's a PhD. PhD it took him four years to get that, likely. Well, no, it took him about eight years to get that. To get the PhD. He had to have his undergraduate degree. Well, right, yeah. Go into his master's and then to his PhD. So it's a mess out there, and I'm saying, you know, back in the 70s, the hucksters of college degrees began to explain to the country that if your kid goes to a trade school, they're going to be a deadbeat. And they employed, basically, all the high school guidance counselors. They, too, were saying to parents and students, be afraid if you don't go down the pathway to college because you're not going to 
succeed in the American dream. And so they demoralized the trade professionals. And they said, in fact, if your kid goes to a trade school, it means he's a deadbeat. Well, you know these deadbeats right now are making 80, 90, 200,000 underwater welders. They're making $200,000 a year. You've got diesel mechanics are making 90,000, median income. Everything is out there. I mean, for example, maybe you have a son who loves and eats and drinks and dies for baseball. Loves the game. But he can't play the game professionally. He's not good enough. But he could go out and be an umpire. But he only can be an umpire if he knows that the opportunity exists or to get the training. Well, this is what this book is about, is the exploration of finding what's out there, grabbing it up, and then going forth and conquer. So to that young man who's into baseball, there's the Harry Windelstand School for Baseball Umpire. Roughly 30 or 40% uh, of them go in, into profession, making a great difference. But again, if they don't know that professional training exists, they're not going to have the opportunity. I mean, how do you fall in love with a career if you don't know that that career exists out there? So this, there's one high school guidance counselor for 500 high school students. That's it. And they've got roughly about 38 minutes to spend with your son or daughter during an academic year. But their primary responsibility is about testing. Even more, the guidance council title has now been erased. They're now called school counselors. They're called school counselors because now their objective, primary objective, is to teach everything about diversity, inclusion, and equity. It's all about, it's basically... How to polish the wheel. Well, what was it? On the website, it now says that racial justice starts at school. Now, I don't know whatever happened to the slogans such as a great education starts at school. That's not part of the slogan anymore. According to the American Counselors Association, it's racial justice. And that word justice, that's a pretty serious word. Right, that's, yeah, it's, it's a, a strong pretty word. serious word. So, you've got these high school counselors who are now school counselors who are now talking about racial issues. I mean, even the colleges, the universities, Ohio State University, they've got 150 diversity offices. 150, costing 12 point, uh, I'm sorry, $12 million a year. What do these people do? And who are they harassing? Well, I believe they're harassing the conservative Christian student that's on campus and they're trying to destroy their faith and saying, look, the United States is an awful place. We need to rebel against it and change it into something else. Socialist Marxism. And this is what they're all about. So again, I'm just telling parents, keep your kids away from 
from college. If they are going to be a biomechanical engineer, if they are going to be an open heart surgeon, then yeah, maybe. But even an open heart surgeon, you just saw what happened the last two years. The government literally took over the health industry and they told doctors who they could and they couldn't operate on, what they could and couldn't treat on. So you're going to get into a bureaucracy that's just going to be a killer. So Bruce, I, I want to go back to a couple things. So first off, I want listeners to understand why you wrote this, what 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 drove you to write this, you know, what what sure. kind of background you experienced or came across that says, hey, people need to look at education differently. Uh, and then second off, you're, you're you're talking about the Ohio State University and some of these counselors who are using justice, and but you're saying that you're saying the conservative. Christian, I think is what you said, is Correct. attacked. Go explain a little more about why you're saying that. Well, what parents need to understand is that the typical university has about anywhere from 75 to 85 percent of the professors are liberal, progressively liberal. It's a, it is a haven of liberal ideology. This is where it's at. And these professors become what I call the thought police. The they, thought police. The it's, thought police. They basically they shut down any opinion that is contrary to your opinion and a conservative opinion. And if a student doesn't kowtow to this industry, they're great suffering and they're pulled down and they're, they're vilified. And so basically to, to make a stand on a university setting, it's very, very hard to do because they've got everything designed to put that student down. And you'll see that many campuses won't even allow conservative speakers to speak on their campuses at all. So, where, where is this coming from? Where does the where does the uh, where does the agenda to squash that opposition to this liberal thought come from? Where is that coming from? Well, it, it really comes from the professors. It comes from and many other groups that are out there that support the professors. The Marxist organizations, the, the, the uh, Socialist Democrats organizations, they're all about trying to change the atmosphere of the United States. I mean, here they talk about, for example, racism is systemic. Well, show me where it is. Show me where a bank now is stopping a minority from either opening up a bank account or taking loans. Show me a university that doesn't provide affirmative action. Show me a housing area that doesn't allow a minority to buy a home in a certain neighborhood. It's not there. Show me a restaurant that doesn't allow, it's not there. And yet they're using this to divide us and to cheaping the strength and the love that this country has for everyone. Who's the day? What's the day? Well, again, it's the Marxists. It's it's the socialists. It's it's the Democrat Party. It's a lot of these organizations that are out there, and there are tons of them that go by various names. And they're, they're matter of fact, ACLU. Yes, absolutely, and the National Education Association. Uh, 
their their interest is to try and turn this country into their objective. Objective, and that's a socialist state. This is what Karl Marx says. I don't have to bring in war, or weapons of war, and everything else. I'll just take over their kids. You look at even right now. For example, Washington State has just passed a law where it makes it illegal in the elementary, junior high, high school to tell a parent that the, the child has transitioned from a boy to a girl, what? or vice versa. Absolutely. They're creating all of these laws, and it's getting to where the parent is no longer the parent. And, and it's interesting because they want to parent our They just kids. produce a member of the state. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. They produce a, an employee, basically. Or a basically, that's what it is. It's no longer that you're, you're free and an individual. You're now a part of a group. And so you're either part of the transgender group or the LGBT group or the feminist group. It's all these groups that you must join, you must become a collective, which is what all of this is about, is collectivism. It's, uh, if you look at Marxism and so forth, it's a huge collective state where the individual doesn't matter. It's the collective. So, a matter of fact, that's basically where the word slavery comes from, is from Slav. Right, right. Back in the ninth, ninth century, the, the, uh, the Moors and, and, and the Muslims, they literally took them into slavery. And then when Marx came in, they were all shuffled in, about 18 million of these Slavic people put into concentration camps. Their life expectancy was three months. Not, I mean, we talk about black slavery here, which was wrong, was dead wrong. But these people were killed in three months. Yeah, and what 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 I like to talk about and listeners to investigate is that the the slave trade were based off of popple bulls. Are you familiar with that term? What a popple bull is? Popple, a popple bull is basic, basically legislation, a law handed down from the Pope out of Rome. Oh yeah. And the, the popple bull, the slave trade was based all the, the transatlantic slave trade that the British adopted, the Spanish had adopted, the Portuguese had. They're all based off of popple bulls. Uh, in fact, there's one popple bull that predates, uh, I think it's 1452, so it predates Columbus. And it essentially divides the globe, or the map of the world, in half. And it gives half of the slave trade uh, to the Spanish, and then it gives the other half to the Portuguese. Absolutely. Matter of fact, the majority of slaves were taken from Africa, went to Brazil, the South American countries. We had 4% of the population, that was it. And yet, we make it to be as if our hands are so dirty. Well, they, they really weren't. I mean, even to catch the slaves, to catch the Africans, we weren't a part of it. It was African against African. Yeah. Stronger tribes against other tribes. But you ask about the book, and you said, how did I come about it? Yeah. I worked with a law firm, and we were a bankruptcy firm. And this young lady came in, and... Arizona? And 
in Arizona. And she was so excited because she was going to bankrupt on her 220000 But we found out that it was all student loan. It was what? All student loan. You can't bankrupt on a student loan. And you should have seen her countenance. She went from this happy, wonderful, delightful girl to death more noble. Even more. What's sad is, is that she got her master's degrees in guidance counseling. Oh. And she didn't even know that she couldn't bankrupt on her debt. That's how poorly trained our kids are in the education field. When I was the dean's graduate assistant, I said, you know, we've got all these elementary teachers going out teaching English. How to read well, write well, and speak well. But they can't read well, or write well, or speak well. I, I graded the paper. And I says, why aren't we having these elementary teachers at least minoring in English? Oh no, oh no. We are the teachers, we are the professional teachers of teachers. We know what we're doing. And so now we've got a nation of, matter of fact, the National Report Card came out and they said 71% of our nation's high school graduates are not, not proficient in reading, writing, arithmetic, science, and music. Undergraduate. No, high school graduates. Oh, high school graduates. High school graduates. 71%. Even more, among all the nations of the world, we rank, our students rank 26. 26. China is number one. And yet they spend half of what we spend on our children's education. But they're number one. We are getting clean education. So parents, and even more, the National Education Association just came out and said that they project in the near future at least 51% of all the teachers are, are going to leave the profession. They can't take it anymore. And they're trying to say that it was all COVID, but I don't think it's I think it has to do with students going in there and they're chaotic. They just don't want to listen to authority. You look at you look at a Chinese school, and boy, those kids listen. You go in an American school, and it's an animal. So I had this young lady. She came in, and she was she had this two hundred twenty thousand dollar debt, and uh, we learned that she was going to be a high school guidance counselor. And even more, we did the math. High school guidance counselor starts at about forty two thousand starting salary. But her $220,000 debt was going to be about $2,400 a month. She couldn't afford to be a guidance counselor. And what's even worse is that here these universities are requiring our kids to pay this kind of money just to be helpful to other kids. $220,000 to be a guidance counselor. That's insane. So I wrote a white paper on the student debt for our clients, and from that I did research on what's happening in college, and what are the opportunities outside of college so they can avoid that debt, and that's where the birth of the book 100% Success is. Are we still here? Can I get you help? How long have you had this out, and, and what are some of the... Uh... It's been out of a year, and it's in its second edition. Yeah, I saw that, I see, I yeah, see that. so we're selling thousands of them. We're Speaking across the country, I speak at Clay Clark's events and everything else. 
but we're awakening as we're awakening America and our rights. I'm waking America. My job is to say, America, wake up, because you've been deceived into believing that college is the only true pathway to the American dream. You have been deceived. Are you recording? Oh, you know, there, there's tons of opportunities out there. Bruce, how, how, how long, in your view, now, I, I don't know if you caught it or not, but as I opened up this uh, episode, I mentioned the name Charlotte Eiserbitt. And Charlotte might be of interest to you, someone that, that, that was actually a, uh, a, a member of the Department of Education. She was fired by Reagan because she opposed a program out of, I think it was based out of Seattle, called Betterment of Education Through Science and Technology. And what that was doing was giving computers and algorithms more power over what the kids were, were learning. And this is, this is just my understanding, and it might be off. That was taking away the power from the parents. You know, kind of like what you're saying is happening in Washington right now. Hey, the kid can, can, can what, what do they call it? The trans... Transgender. Tra- yeah, transfer, transform, or whatever it is to uh, make that. Yeah. And the parent doesn't even know about it. Um, no. So this is this is back in the '80s that Eiserbet is saying this isn't this isn't right, and she she was fired. The connection that's interesting to the work that I do is that her father was a member of the uh, the exclusive society of Yale called the Skull and Bone Society. Okay, which uh, is not theoretical, and my listeners know that. And there was a guy out of Stanford. There was a Stanford Hoover fellow that wrote extensively about the corruption in the Skull and Bones because it's not an American society, it's a European society, and that branch, that's a satellite branch there in Connecticut. So her father was a member of that, and Sutton wrote about it, and Sutton ended up leaving his fellowship at Stanford because they began censoring him. That's the premise of a lot of the work that I've done since 2016. So here's Charlotte Eisenbitt in the 80s saying, similar to you, here's some Marxist and communist socialistic elements that are starting to arise in our national education system. And what you're coming forth now in 2022 at least is saying, and they're bankrupting these kids. And now... They're serving coffee with a PhD. I know. At Starbucks. I know. That's Where? That's, that's what it's all about. It's basically to break down. The, it's basically to break down the spirit of America. You break down the spirit and you do it through the youth. You raise them up. You, you take away their morals because a country cannot stand without morals. Just can't. And, and, and you notice it, like in Seattle, Washington, if you look at these uh, Antifa. Sure. You know, they're allowing them to run rickshaws. George Soros soldiers. They're Soros. Soros soldiers. So it's destroying our country, and it's doing it without a, a shot being fired. Yeah. How, how long How long has this been happening in your view, Bruce? When, when is... Oh, think of it. Well, for example, in 1983, there was a book called A Nation of Risk. Actually, it was a pamphlet. It was by Reagan's group, uh, Secretary Bennett. And he wrote back in 83, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said that if a foreign nation had come in and destroyed our education system at the level it is now, 
we would have declared war against that country. This is in '83. Back in '83. We are far worse now. Far worse. These, I mean, think of it this way. The typical homeschooling mom, she doesn't have a teaching degree. So she's teaching her son and daughters, all of her children, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Homeschool kids, they score in the upper 80th percentile in all the critical subjects. Wow. But the professional teacher who's been trained to teach, yeah. who has the disciplines of, of teaching, their kids score in the, in the mid-60th percentile. And everyone knows it. Our governor, Governor Ducey, knows it. Yeah. Why is it that our homeschooling moms are... There's a homeschooling mom that I just read a story about. Oh, my goodness. She said that none of her kids were gifted, average kids. She homeschooled all 10 of them. All 10 of them graduated high school at the age of 14. Whoa. So what did she do that our teachers are unwilling to do? Well, One program to do. They're not. They're not teaching our kids how to read well, write well, and speak well. What they're teaching them is, well, we're destroying Mother Earth. So, because of global warming. If you're white, you're racist. If you're white, you're racist. It, on and on it goes. All these little social ideologies, because it's so much easier to teach social ideologies than it's to teach a child how to read well. This is a piece of cake. You turn on a video, what have you, but this is work over on the other side. And it's a mess. I'm just telling you. So. Are, you getting, uh, are you getting any recognition? Anybody coming forth? And oh, yeah. Anybody of notable? Yeah, Clay Clark has talked all about the book. And, yep. Uh, Ann Vandersteen. And, um, oh, who was it I just spoke to? Um, Fly over in America, uh, Stacy and Dave. So we're, we're, we're starting to get noticed by we're, we're here. Have you sent a copy to the Department of Education? Any, no. Engaged anybody in D.C.? No. It, you know, <laughs> I tell parents, if you try to change the system within the system, it's not going to work. It's not worth it, huh? It's not going to work. What you've got to do is basically pull your kids out of the public school system, teach them at home, or teach them, or have them go into a charter school or a private school, and keep your kids far away from college. Those are your options. If you don't follow those options, your kids are going to be messed up. Right now, the average 21-year-old young man will have watched, will have played. 10,000 hours of video games, or 3.4 years of his life. Matter of fact, I have a section in the book called Your Sons. They're being destroyed. You've got the Hillary Clinton era, where they said, let's lift up the girls and get them into the STEM right. projects, and let's destroy the boys. And now they're destroyed. They're living in their parents' basements, doing nothing except playing video games, they're depressed, they're suicidal, and they have a loss of masculinity. And 
saying you better wake up mom and dad because that's what you're gonna get from Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce uh, Bruce Goodmanson, the book is 100% success without college. Available on Amazon? It is, but it's anythingbutcollege.com. That's where you can get the book at, the hard copy, or the softbound copy. Bruce, thank you. You bet. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate